This episode is brought to you by Microsoft for Africa. Launched in 2013, Microsoft for Africa empowers ideas through investments in governments, startups, SMEs, and the youth. The initiative provides affordable internet to communities, develops skills, and mentors businesses and governments that use cloud technology and AI. Visit microsoft.com forward slash for Africa for more. Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Muluwa Nifemi. Welcome Nifemi. First time Thank on you. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. I, I would offer you my hand to shake you, but uh, people are not shaking hands nowadays. I don't get <laughs> I mean, at our SME clinic last week, which was a success, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why Titi is not here. Titi is resting. Wow, that was <laughs> dope. The whole thing was on the head, but yeah. Someone refused to shake me at the event. Oh. I'm like, hmm. The fear of coronavirus is the Even with all the sanitizers and everything yeah, we, we put. Yeah, we were giving them sanitizers. I think we were very... We were very yeah. um, yes, we, we, we controlled it well. With that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's like the, this coronavirus is like it's affecting everybody. Yeah. yeah and first of all, it's impressive to see how... So before we talk about Nigeria, let's talk about what's going on around the world. Okay. Uh, Facebook... Canceled. has cancelled his efforts conference. Yeah. Mm. Google has cancelled his IO conference. Mm. Mobile, Mobile World Congress, Congress has been cancelled. I know that Oppo was supposed to release, announce a new device there. Yeah. Now they are going to do it online via YouTube. Mm. What's going on around the world? Mm. Like <laughs> Everyone is scared of public gatherings. Like ah. I think the fear is understandable. And I don't think it's actually fear. Too, because if they don't, there will be reactions from the global world mm -hmm. they will feel they yeah, are insensitive to what is going on mm. since this thing spread through contact mm. so if they don't they will get reactions and still it's reasonable it's reasonable because we might not feel it yet that much in africa but it's all over the world u.s has it uk have recorded cases mm -hmm. so it's understandable but some of these events are not till may right yes so, so they are feeling that's um, too much. And the rate at which it's increasing, they will not be killed before me. So they're being pessimistic. That day. Uh -huh. wow. yeah. And then you, you wrote a story about how many of the tech companies are, and, are now telling their workers to work remotely. Mm. Yes, remotely. <laughs> For example, my, uh, Microsoft office um, in Dublin, yeah. after a case was reported in the office, the, the, the office was shut down and workers were told to work from home. <sighs> even though. Um, no other cases have been reported there, but there are other cases that have been collected in, in, in Dublin. Mm. So it's understandable. No workplace will want to endanger the life of their employees. So yeah. it's understandable. Yeah. Is that possible in Nigeria? The remote yeah. work thing? Yeah, remote work. <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, I yeah. think it's possible. Wow. It might not be possible in the corporate world, like mm. banks, banks yeah. and all that have to have mm -hmm. um, physical presence. But I feel with the reaction that Nigeria is giving to it, if it comes to that, I think it's something that will be adopted. I'm looking at the average Nigerian <laughs> child having palpitations at the thought of this. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, at take point at least we do we, we do one day a week. Yes, yes, remote. That is so it will be a new thing to us. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's there was even time we used to do two days a week. Yeah. So, uh, so it's actually so doable. I, I think it's something that would be really, really far-reaching. And I with this Lagos traffic, I think people will embrace it. Hmm. But yeah. I don't see the average Nigerian HR so, Nigerian uh, companies are like, like Nigeria is still paper-based, like yeah, paper. Right. 
So, very good. Okay, let's say the tech ecosystem we adopt it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, tech, yeah. Maybe. Most likely. Maybe. Because we know the tools that we need. But the interesting thing now is, I'm hoping it doesn't get to that. I mean, I I feel for everybody all over the world. Mm. But I think Africa so far has been, Nigeria especially, Africa so far, I mean, I think... Even experts were like, they are shocked. They don't understand what's going on. There is a part where people feel we are under-reporting the cases. Hmm. Like for, yeah, I think Egypt. About Egypt cases, like there were only two cases reported. But um, they are saying they have like 20 confirmed cases already. So they feel Africa is under-reporting the cases that hmm. it is not possible for us to control it this way. Why do they feel that way? Because... Let's not forget the Ebola. Nigeria handled Ebola, Ebola very, very, very well. Yes, but so. Nigeria and of other countries, Liberia, it's ravaged Liberia for a long, for a lot of yeah, years. Yeah, true, true. So true, very true. For Nigeria, yes, we might be doing that, but mm. other African countries might not have that capacity. Yeah, so I, 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 I heard that the Italian guy who brought it to Nigeria, mm. they already traced all the people we had contact with. So Lafarge, wow. for example, we had has already traced thirty-five of their workers. And they had contact with him, wow. placed them on under the, like quarantine, and the estimate is like hundred people, at least hundred people he contacted, have been. I mm. think Nigeria is doing well, that, and with the transparency too. Yeah, that, our leaders are surprisingly. Yeah, both sad and good. Both yeah, yeah sad. Oh, why did you say that? Ah, okay. So it shows that okay, these leaders can actually do what needs to be done. Yeah, but. <laughs> Most times we don't see it happen. It's just in life so, or death situations like so this. So because it's all concerns, then. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and stuff. on a lighter note, somebody was like, "What? Why didn't they mention the Italian's name?" Oh. Talk mm. about the Liberian that brought Ebola to Nigeria. Yes. Soya. Everyone Soya, yeah. knows that. Mm. But they didn't mention the Italian's but, name. Yeah. So somebody was like, "Why?" Mm. Ah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good uh, point. Another question someone at home was asking me was like, Italians, where are they spreading it? Different, different places. And why yeah, they were the ones that to... took it to Algeria, Algeria, I think. So why were we not able to... Like... Yeah, because they, I think they said they... they oh, they actually did report their cases, so I don't know what yeah. happened. Yeah, well, anyway, this, this is all making a case for remote work and mm. tech. Yeah. All yeah. the tech tools that make remote work possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at Oppo now already saying, okay, since we can't announce our new devices at our 5G devices at Mobile World Congress, we're going to do via YouTube live. So we're going to pr- probably going to be seeing more of that. Mm. And Twitter uh, also adopted, I think, Google Hangouts. Yeah. And, and, yes. Oh, yes. I know. Oh, yes. Interesting. So, I mean, maybe as the case, as the situation, we hope it gets better, not worse, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But it's going to, maybe we can start. Reminding people of more tools that can make remote work possible, especially mm. Nigerian HRs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot. <laughs> they cannot do without the physical presence. If you are not yeah. there, you are not productive. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's move away from all that depressing stuff. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, move to Safe Border, hmm. the Ugandan ride hailing motorcycle yeah. startups, has finally launched in Nigeria finally. after months and months of speculation. speculation. They finally launched. Hmm. Uh, and of course, not in Lagos. We told you about And they launched in Ibadan. 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 Yeah. Ibadan feels like well, yes, because I think after um, Ope launched in Ibadan, then he moved to I'm um, launched in Lagos. Mm-hmm. Then in Southwest again, um, tried, then went to Ibadan before Abeokuta, then Akure. Mm-hmm. So I think 
is going to follow that trend, excluding Lagos, of course. Mm-hmm. So I feel those places feel more safer. Regulatory, regulatory wise. Right? Yeah, yes, yeah. safer. Mm. So this is that Sibode had the inside because we've always been hearing them talk about, even before the ban it was Ibadan they always planned. So maybe they had a foresight or they saw it coming, hmm. or I, I don't know. Maybe they just got hint that something like this is going to happen in Lagos, or the competition too can be because yeah there was a little competition in Lagos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they finally of... launched. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course they they. F- is an Ugandan based startup, so they started mm. in they started in Uganda. Is it Uganda or Uganda? <laughs> and then they've been around East Africa. I think they're in Nairobi, mm. if I'm not mistaken, Rwanda, before wow. they decided to come to Nigeria. Yeah. So just after they raised like 1.3 million dollars. Wow. This was in uh, this was sometime so I last year, is, I think, or this the year before. Also, be the first in Sub-Saharan Africa. Outside the first what? Outside East Africa. Yes, the first expansion to okay. Sub-Saharan Africa. Outside okay. East Africa. Okay. So yeah, they've always been in East Africa. Yeah. yeah so I'm just wondering, what if they started first in Lagos and they got this impression about uh, if, if the ban affected them and they got this impression that Nigeria is not a good market and they just yeah. go back to where they came from. <laughs> that, that would have been <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's true. very yeah, terrible experience. When you look at the West, after Lagos, Ibadan is like the next best, uh, the best bet. When you take, uh, take away Lagos, the heavy market, it still has a population. It still yes. have a huge market. Yeah. Good so, internet. Yeah, good internet connections and probably... Somewhat good, yeah. yeah. And then, they could also follow the, um, the path of Max right that is looking into moving to ibadan, ibadan yeah mm. so ope to when it's from lagos to ibadan to they were already operating in all those places mm-hmm. so they can just follow that trend to in southwest and see how it goes mm. and we also hope that also states uh, other states will not pick up this regulatory uh, well, what, what, what may i worry more about is that the fact that i'm now seeing many of those bikes now having like um, carriers yeah. To becoming delivery bikes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm afraid that it will become so many that Lagos will be like, oh, what's happening what again? Yeah, that's, that's a fear. <laughs> this them with makeshift, makeshift carriers yes, at the back. back. I don't understand. Like, they look like it's things everywhere. they made with Ghana must go materials. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> you just back it and on the move. It's, it's crazy stuff. Anyway, yes. <laughs> we'll, that, we'll the, the, there's no telling that that's, that's markets will become saturated soon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah so but we can't deny the reaction with government, like mm. what's gonna happen. I'm still talking about government now. Mm. With Uber, so they've now the the, the the attention has moved away from motorcycles so, to cars. Cars yeah. riding Uber. Mm. What's happening with that one? With Uber yeah. boats uh, yeah. and all the other car hailing services. Yeah, so the idea of this uh Uber Bows and the rest of them, they've not been presenting themselves as transport companies in the in the sense they've mm. been like, oh, we are just a digital platform, we connect riders to drivers, drivers, and that's all. So most of all these requirements that Lagos State demands of commercial taxi drivers, mm. most they they no longer demand it from their drivers. And according to what I found out, is they were initially demanding it from drivers in the first place, hackney permits and you know, last week cars and all that, but. After some time, they stopped. 
They had oh. permit is like a permit for commercial yeah, for commercial taxi drivers. Okay. So it has always been there. It's not like a new it's thing. It's not like a new thing. So it's houses, media yeah. houses have been reporting. Yeah. Yeah. So what is just happening is law enforcement officers are impounding these guys. Oh, where's your acne permit? Where is this? Where is that? Which they've been doing before, yeah. to be honest. So maybe they just intensified again yeah, after the Okada ban thing. So it's just a little bit uh, strange for now that uh, it's sounding as a sh- it's coming as a shock to most people it, i yeah. find it weird but w- w- i think what is what is also like maybe so i understand that one but then the mm. whole fact that we're hearing rumors about oh, 25 million naira uh, what was that is it 25 million naira? It's, it's, i think it's 10 million 10, 10 million, million naira. That, yeah. that's about thirty thousand dollars or, yeah. or, or so Twenty-seven thousand per, per car or what? It's, uh, so uh, the government is planning to license these uh, ride-hailing uh, services, and it seems they want to charge twenty-five million. It is not confirmed yet, but they want to charge twenty-five million for uh, any of for fifty thousand dollars, yeah, four thousand dollars, and if you have a more, more than one thousand drivers, but those below one thousand drivers, they will charging them ten million. That's about $27,000. So, but subsequent renewals for those with more than 1,000 bikes will be 10 million. Um, cars, you mean? Yeah, bikes, sorry. <laughs> cars, yeah. Then those with less than will be 5 million every year. So, so they, are, they want to charge the companies, the Ubers and the boats yes, this money, not yes, the drivers. Not the drivers. But then they, they are saying they are not transport companies. They are not transport they're companies. They're just an app that yes. enables yeah, that, the, that's, that is the connection argument. of. Yeah, thinking about it, mm. thinking about it, I, I, I almost didn't want, don't want to think that these are commercial drivers, because they they own the cars, they own the cars, mm-hmm. just as if you're doing carpooling. Yeah. Not maybe not in the real sense of carpooling. You're just living your streets and you feel this person works in my around my workplace. This person works around my workplace. Then mm-hmm. you pick them up and you yeah. move. Yeah. Do we call that commercial? Yes, yeah, so, I get no, you. No, 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 no. This person has a personal car and feels yeah, I can make money while helping other people transit well. So I don't think, I don't think my own opinion mm-hmm. now that you can consider them as commercial. But are you aware there's a business around it? So it's not everybody that is driving an Uber that owns yeah. a personal car. Yeah. Some people buy cars. And give it to I know someone that had four cars. Oh. Puts it in, into the old Uber, whatever space. Yeah. They have like fleet managers that help them get drivers, manage oh. the drivers. And, and all of that. There's a business around all of this. And the college commission from get. the drivers. Yes. Yes. I mean, it may be different in a, say, in a developed world mm. where more people are able to afford, afford cars. Afford their own cars. And all of that. Or they can finance cars even if they can afford it. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming yes, maybe like in a place like London, for example, there's mm. nothing like this fleet money. But in Nigeria, where most people cannot afford cars, yes, you're going to have things like that come up. Fleet mm. managers, people that they manage the drivers and all of that. But then don't forget that even in London, they talk about licenses. Yeah, they lost Same their thing. license. Yes, and okay, so I think the, even the, in this India is not also. a Lagos thing. Yeah, yeah so, so it's just all everywhere all over the world. Regulators are trying to understand all of this because yeah. yes, yes, there are a platform that connects drivers to passengers. You've, you made a good point about carpooling and all yeah. that. But when you start to make big, build a billion dollar business out of this, yeah, shouldn't governments be concerned? When you start hearing about stories like in India of a rape, drivers raping women, yeah, well, yeah. or even in Lagos. Where some guys booked, some kidnappers booked an Uber, then mm-hmm. they, they take the car, they kidnap the person and take their and car. Mm. Take it's happening a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't government be concerned? Yes, yeah, they true. should. And when it comes to tax, too, 
exactly yeah, how do they uh, how do you tag them so, so that, that's yeah, uh, that one now is another area that is very interesting because yeah. uber is saying okay we are not sorry i keep saying uber boats the guys yeah. the riding companies yeah i'm not trying to single out one person says we're not a transport company transport, transport company. company we're just an app whatever, whatever. but you're generating revenue in this because you're collecting commission yeah. yes who are you paying tax to because i don't think they pay tax no do you understand yeah mm-hmm. And now they now push the responsibility of paying tax to the drivers, the drivers who yes. like okay, I'm commission. earning a living, so I should pay tax. No, apart from the commission, okay. the drivers should pay, should have like because I think one of the things they ask them for is also their tax certificate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as a driver on this platform, I'm making money. I should pay tax to the government. What about Uber that is creating? Uh, sorry, I keep saying. Mm-hmm. What about the right daily company okay. that is creating that platform for that and getting and a commission? commission and not who are they paying tax to? Mm-hmm. So now you now see the. I mean, their approach. I mean, not like. Mm-hmm. Where they are saying, oh, you have to pay twenty five. This this is for them is it like a desperate attempt to it's get some tax. Yeah, it's apart from okay. the get some levy. Yeah, apart from the license, generate some revenue. Yeah. yeah, apart from the licensing, they want to be charging ten percent commission per trip. So on the on the twenty percent that these companies already take from the drivers. Yes. Who, so, so who is take, who is the ten percent? The ten percent to, to the ride link platforms, not the drivers themselves. So the drivers, yeah. So look, let's look at what happens here. Okay, for for instance, a trip costs five thousand, and twenty percent would be like one thousand two fifty. So the government would take one thousand, no, one hundred twenty five naira from oh, the commission Uber took from the driver. So they're not charging ten percent of the, the driver's drivers. trip. Okay. Because from what Uber collected from the driver, okay, they're taking ten percent of Uber's commission. Yes. Yeah, that is appropriate because that's other than nice. that. I keep saying Uber, sorry, please. I'm not singling that Uber. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like when people say uh, Omo, Omo, Gala, no, Gala <laughs> or Indomie. Okay, so please, ride daily companies, they don't pay tax. Mm. I'm not aware that they are paying taxes. Most digital companies. I'm like, not aware that they're paying taxes. So if the government is saying they want to take 10% of that commission, I think it's only, it's only right. It's only fair. Yeah, it's fair. If you ask me, yes. the, 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 every government has a right to. I mean, we can all talk about how oh, how does the government use the phones mm-hmm. and all of that, all of that debate. Yes, we have a right to ask for that. But yeah. every government has a right to tax, to tax. generating revenue in yeah, like its jurisdiction. That is so. I mean, and I and I hope this drama stops someday. Yeah, <laughs> regulatory drama. Uh, so I have take I've had their exactly, own share. Exactly. Cars, have their own share. Somebody says it's coming on. I don't know what else is coming. Yeah. The regulators are coming after. Maybe boss. So, so, so makes it, someone was making a point that, for example, in the case of Uber, mm. Uber boats, <laughs> riding the companies. Yeah. Someone was a, someone who had um, cars on the platform and built the business is blaming them mm. for this because these conversations have been going on for a while. And then every time they keep pushing the responsibility to the, the drivers, drivers and the yeah. partners and saying, we're not concerned, we're not concerned. Do you get so yeah. that, mm-hmm. that the fact that it has gotten this battle already is because they never were concerned. Yeah. That's what they're... That's it seems they've not even been negotiating well on behalf of their drivers. drivers. They would just push everything to them. Like yeah. Yeah. one of the sources I talked to said, they told them, oh, your drivers will get to so-and-so documents. They didn't ask for the cost of these documents. Or the yeah, they spend on it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They just say, oh, drivers, go and get these documents. Yes. And when they get there, they will know the cost exactly. and, oh, and the time it will take them. So, mm. Although from their own perspective, I can understand, you're running a business, your model is, you, you want to scale. You want to as much as possible 
amplify and maximize the possibility to scale. Mm. So, you know, their model is when they go to launch in a country, they just go with one or two persons, country manager, run everything lean. So, we're not a company. Reduce every overhead and everything. Yeah. So, I understand, you know, that's how they're able to get to the evaluation. But, I mean, you have to... Every government has a right to demand things, for Christ's sake. There are some things they are doing they can't do in other countries. Maybe, so let's be honest. Um, maybe we are getting emotional about it then. Yeah, we are. Maybe mm. the, because of the way it's coming after the other. Exactly. Yeah, we are still trying to undo and another one is coming. Exactly. So it's just as if we are trying to reach on the mass, the mm-hmm. masses and... And again, you don't forget it's actually affecting masses like us who are the, yeah. the drivers on the platforms and all of that. So yeah, I yeah. can understand. But if you, actually, if you talk to most drivers, they will tell you they blame the ride dealing companies. Yes. Mm. That they've been talking about all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when I look at it, I wonder why God, so far so good, it seems uh, these ride-hailing guys, Uber boats, they had the better part of it. The government did not even extend this courtesy to the bike guys. Hey, they just I have so. out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, you know the funny thing, in their own case at least they were even, they were always negotiating, yes. negotiating talking with governments and then... <laughs> So it was looking promising right before it happened. Ah, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That, that one was that was. It came as a shock. That was a deep move. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, crazy stuff, man. We'll be watching, observing what's going on, yeah. and it's. <sighs> I wonder how it's going. How, how is this in other African cities, in Nairobi, and all of that? How, how is it happening there? Well, I would like to know. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing some reports, uh, Uber, and. Um, some other ride-hailing guys in Nairobi, they've not been flowing with the drivers too. Oh. It's still a case of ride-hailing companies versus drivers. They are not satisfied with the way, the, I think the model that these ride-hailing companies are trying to operate. That's yeah. the thing about innovation. Innovation will always be going ahead of regulation and, yeah. and conventional we'll standards. We'll figure out all this is eventually. Yeah. We will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. All right. are trying to build a mega city. So, but the problem actually. is, by the time, <laughs> by the time we figure it out, innovation will be Another step ahead. ahead. <laughs> then regulation is trying to chase after it again. Uh, yeah. well, they never end the drama. My never end, has it? Anyway, guys, let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, the whole things with the, the coronavirus is take the solution, remote work, um, safe border in Ibadan. Yeah. Ride alien versus governments all over the world. Let us know what you think. We'll be happy to hear what you think. We want to get your feedback. You mm. can tweet at us. Okay. Via our Twitter handle at techpoint.ng. That's techpoint.dotng. You can tweet at us with the hashtag, hashtag techpointafricapodcast. Africa you can email us at podcast at techpoint.africa. You can get this podcast. Imagine where can you get the podcast? Tune in, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcast. All right, cool. Now, don't forget, uh, our SME clinic was successful. Yes, yeah. it was. That was last week. But we still have other things. Um, so Startup School is happening in March. Hmm. If you want to tell yes. them about Startup School. Okay, thank you. Startup School is a school where we educate business owners, startup founders, and teach them what they need for their businesses to grow. This particular one is for early stage founders, and it will be holding between 25th and 27th of March 2020. So uh, we'll be teaching founders how to understand equity structuring, we get them ready to pitch what they are doing. Then we learn how to stock their team. 
They will also learn the concept of vesting and many other things um, that will make their their business grow. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Nifemi. So they can go to school. You can go to school.techpoint.africa to find out more. It's not free. <laughs> it's not free. But don't forget, I mean, just last week we were talking about how at the last edition of Startup School, someone see the deal. Yeah. First try, see first the deal with Because yeah, with he made the chairman of GIG. So you may not know who are the people that are coming this time. Um, those that are coming, our we instructors. have been ha, our own Muyuama Tsuluko, the <laughs> yeah, chief the, editor of Intelligence yeah, Africa. <laughs> yes, then we have Dayo Koleowo, partner at Microtraction. Okay. We have Onyeka Akuna, CEO at Farm Crowdy. Wow. We also have Victoria Crandall, media relations at Insider PR. Mm. And our own OBOs of CEO Cobo 316. So you have a lot of things to learn as a startup founder. Yep. Yes. And this particular edition is inclusive and it wants every early stage startup founder to be involved. It's only 50,000 naira, which is $137. Something you can afford, very very affordable for any early stage startup founder. And yes, the tickets are limited, so you have to register as soon as you can at school at techpoint.africa. Thank you, Nifemi. Of course, we still have Techpoint Build happening in April to May, April 30th to May 2nd. Yeah, mm. we're excited. The largest tech and startup conference in West Africa. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep. We're expecting mm. thousands of people, investors, policymakers, tech enthusiasts. We're going to discuss, and of course, there's going to be a startup competition. I think we've closed the form for that already. We extended yeah. it for a bit. That's a startup competition where um, the top startup is going to win $10,000 oh, equity free. Fun. Yeah, pitch them. Yeah. And then of course, but TechPoint B is going to be action packed. So you can go to build.techpoint.africa to find out more. Yes. Uh, we'll put the links of everything there. So, anything else we should remember? Anything else? Okay, so uh, just in case you've forgotten, TBN will be enforcing the regulation on cash deposits and cash withdrawals from April 1st next month. So, April Fool's Day. Yeah, April Fool's Day, yeah. <laughs> what did they choose? <laughs> so, uh, 3% for withdrawals, 2% for lodgements, that is deposits for individuals, then 5% for withdrawals, and 3% for deposits for corporate accounts. So there's a whole lot of conversation that will go on if this uh, regulation comes into play. So it's already been enforced in five states in Nigeria and the FCT. Okay. So they're going to be implementing it nationwide. Nationwide, cashless yes, policy. Cashless. Wow. So, Are we ready for that? We're going to have to look into that. This whole regulation, I don't, I, find, I personally don't see how it will solve anything, cash, because it's 500,000 naira and above. And an mean, average Nigerian. An average Nigerian does not end up to 100,000 naira a month. Mm. So the, the cash will still be bubbling. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll look into that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look into the, the viability of that. All right, I think it's time to sign out. Yeah. yeah. Guys, don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. Podcast at Tech Point Africa. Hashtag Tech Point Africa podcast. podcast. All links to every article referenced in this article. In this podcast, in the episode notes, just tap on the cover and then you see them. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Bye. Uh, take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.